Happy holidays. Happy holidays. While the merry bells keep ringing, happy holidays to you. Hey everybody, welcome to Uncle Logan's Boozy Xmas Special. That's right, I'm your host, Logan. And uh, we're standing in, it's going to be episode 473 of my favorite podcast. <laughs> the Wolverine podcast that goes snicked. And it's really just my favorite podcast because it's all about me, bubs. <laughs> um, that's right, just lots of claw popping and bourbon drinking, cigar chopping, holiday cheer. So we got a little bit something special for you guys. This episode, a little treat. You know, if if ever... Logan, myself, was a character in the Charles Dickens multiverse. I'm probably <laughs> closer to Ebenezer Scrooge than anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. So, to get in the Christmas spirit and the holiday cheer, I'm going to revisit a little uh, holiday classic, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. And so we may have, you know, I have three claws on each hand, three adamantium pig stickers that I like to slice and dice people up with and um you know just like in the Christmas Carol there are three spirits so maybe we'll have a spirit for each claw I don't think we'll do six spirits because that's a little bit of overkill and no one wants to hear I mean podcast for that long with my gravelly Logan voice and <laughs> the Wolverine you know he comes out to play you know, I like to talk. I don't like to talk too much. I don't really try not to talk about myself in the third person either. But sometimes it happens. I get a little, a little mixed up. I still have some of those Larry, pre-Larry Hammer memory gaps that you know, before Origin came out, when I didn't know who I was or what I was doing. Sometimes that kind of sneaks back in and takes a little bit over in my life. But um, anyway, if I forget where I am, that's what's going on. But it could also just be the bourbon. I know my healing factor is hard to hard to get drunk but it happens occasionally um yeah so yeah we're gonna just gonna sit back i'm gonna go to sweep i'm gonna sweep off some of this booze and um we'll kind of see what happens next all right here we go hey guys i'm little jimmy howlett and i'm the ghost of wolverine past and i'm here to talk about something that happened a long time ago apparently or maybe just in the 90s which actually is a long time ago now so um we're going to talk about the marvel unlimited holiday special i think it's called holiday is it called holiday or christmas Uh, the mighty marvel holiday special some years ago featuring my buddies the x-men and my one of myself is my future selfish um anyway uh, let's talk about who brings us this lovely tale uh it is written by ryan north art by nathan stockman and colors by chris o'halloran with letters by vcs joe savino and production by annie chang and tim smith the third ts3 we like to call him in the clubhouse uh anyway um I'm just gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna get my bone claws ready. We're gonna talk about this this, this story. So basically, what happens here uh, is it's sometime in the '90s, and we know that because of the way, mostly just because of the way Jean Grey is dressed. Though now in the Cohen days, they always wear costumes from kind of whenever, so it doesn't have to be in the 90s but it does say some years ago we get a lovely picture of Lockheed with a Rudolph nose on his little 
I don't know, do dragons have beaks? Is that what you call their snouts? Is it snouts or beaks or noses? I don't know, but he looks so cute with his little red nose. And uh, it's a uh, uh, X-Men holiday bash. And a uh, little archangel has got a, he's flying a kid up to the top of this very tall Christmas tree to put a star on. Iceman is, is making ice cubes from his fingers to chill the drinks. Gamma's doing card tricks. And just everyone's having a good time. The, the Beast is dressed up as Santa Claus. He must be more like Grant Morrison Santa Claus. Because the Beast is kind of... This is back when the Beast was still fun. <laughs> and not just a, an evil megalomaniac. So, I guess he could address as Santa and have kids sit on his lap without getting in too much trouble. And then uh, Shadow Cat made some, some cookies... And some guy tries, some guy in a, in a sweater tries to kiss Rogue under the mistletoe. She's like, whoa, no, no, no. You don't want me to suck away your life essence, do you? Uh, women, am I right? <laughs> and uh, Psylocke is using the, the total totality of her telepathic powers to, to ice sculpt uh, what looks like a penguin or a dove. And then Iceman is doing ice powers to, to ice sculpt. And Multiple Man's his own Christmas choir caroling. And then Nightcrawler's teleporting people outside to get snowy and teleporting them back. And that has fun. And then, you know, there's some other people talking around. Someone asked, there's actually a pretty funny bit in here, where someone asked Northstar why he doesn't call himself Polaris. And he's like, no, see, that's the Northstar, but I'm the Northstar. Plus, there's already a Polaris and the X-Men, and, and Polaris is back hovering kids around on metal disc. And then there's a photo booth, the Cyclops, and everyone's having a good old time except for me. Uh, so Wolverine, he's sitting at the bar. He's got three bottles of beer on the wall or on the table. And he's uh, just kind of being a grump, because that's what he does. When I get older, I'm just really grumpy. Uh, you know, I have some trauma in my life to kind of justify it, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, Jubilee comes up. She tries to cheer me up, and I'm just having none of it. And I'm snapping at her, and she's doing her light powers. And then she even has images of me being Santa Claus and some kid sitting on my lap. And I use my claws to cut open presents, because <laughs> why not? And then I use my claws to carve the turkey, because that's gross as hell. Who uh, wouldn't want to eat, eat turkey carved by my disgusting bloody claws that come out of my forearm <laughs> but um you know the x-men all look super happy doing it and i'm having a grand old time in this vision but it's just a vision and really i to say i'd rather be alone on christmas and, and kids chase me for some reason but i'm not grumpy i say i'm brusque and content in solitude and jimmy tries to say you you love the the holidays at heart uh but i talk about how i'm basically immortal so i've had so many holidays they just you know all run together and i don't know i don't know why my younger self sounds so much like a uh, bad fargo character but here i am um anyway um so i i drink some beer and i i tell jubilee to scoot i give her a hard time i pop my claws with a nice snicked and you say it's really not me and she says you really are impossible and i say that i am kiddo that's, that's why I'm going to talk when I'm older, all gruff and gravelly. Uh, then I am, kiddo. And, and Jubilee says, I'm all grown up, but I'm, I give up on you. And Wolverine looks at the clock, and we get a, a cool shot of a black and white silhouette of Wolverine drinking his bottle of beer. And he leaves the mansion, and he puts on a jacket, and he scares a cat, and he walks through the snow, snowy street, and he goes to a soup kitchen. And here we find... Oh, no, sorry, sorry. First he goes to Mystique's apartment. 
And here we find out, because this is back when Mystique was still uh, thought of as an evil mutant. I think this may be around the time she was trying to rehabilitate or find her way back with Forge uh, before she takes another evil turn. I can't remember if she's good, bad, when, when, or, when or when not. But anyway, they, uh, they get dressed in their civvies and they go down to a soup kitchen and they talk about their... Um, and their ho- annual holiday tradition that they don't want anyone to know it's secret and the, and the the lovely part of it is that it's in secret and no one knows the mystique you know morphs into just you know a normal woman and by that I mean she's not blue <laughs> and then uh, Wolverine puts on you know his normal just kind of semi clothes and uh, and there, oh, there's a nice part because uh, Jubilee had talked about earlier how she got him a, a yellow and blue beanie and. He's, he was like, well, that's Cyclops colors. And he's like, they're your colors too. Anyway, later in the scene, he's walking with Mystique down the street after they've, they've served dinner and uh, just kind of done their, their service, right? Which is really cool. And uh, he's wearing the beanie and Mystique's like, you should just tell Jim when you like it. And so he drops her off. And then uh, he had talked, oh, also talked about earlier about this really old whiskey he wanted from 1851. And after he drops Mystique off, she's like, check your pocket in your coat. And he pulls out the whiskey, and he has it, and it's the end. It's, it's just a, it's a really sweet story. The art, I mean, the art's, Stockman's kind of like cartoony, right? Like in a, uh, almost a comic strip kind of way, or archy kind of way, but it, it works pretty good for the story. It's nice and sentimental, and just is a lot of fun. I uh, really, really enjoyed it. It's just fun. Like, it's not a serious story. It's not something that's going to be like, oh, let's talk about continuity and canon, but it is just a, a fun story about you know, Wolverine and Mystique kind of sneaking off and getting past their own rough exteriors and just doing something good for the community, but how they don't want anyone to know about it. Like, they're just trying to sneak off and do it by themselves. It's just a really, it's a sweet story. Of course, Ryan North is always has a lot of humor in his books, you know, whether it's Squirrel Girl or, or Deadpool, and so he, he plays some of that here as well. And it just, it works really well. It's just a funny sweet story with nice art and just works really good um you know i'm gonna give the holiday special uh, maybe i'm being a little generous in the holiday spirit but i'm gonna give it five out of six claws i i enjoyed it had fun with it so you know that's that's just a view into the the glimpse of of wolverine's past i guess still my feet i guess i went too far back in the past for the ghost <laughs> but that's okay so um anyway i'll see you later ta-ta Oh man, what was that? That was weird. It's like, like a little little bub was in here talking about stuff I used to do that I didn't want anyone to know about. But I, I know you guys won't tell anyone. All four of you, <laughs> well, I'm not telling anybody what, what you heard here. So anyway, I, uh, yeah, I just got up to pee. But I'm gonna go back to bed now. <clears throat> hey everybody, it's me, Wolverine. The ghost of Wolverine present. <laughs> Maybe because it's just me. <laughs> and we're going to talk about a story in X-Force number 26. Uh, <laughs> y'all are going to hate this. Anyway, uh, this is Infant Terrible or Wipeout. <laughs> I, I can't I can't I can't do the drums sorry bubs anyway this is uh, written by Benjamin Percy art by Robert Gill colors by Guru Effects letters by VCs Joe Caramania designed by Tom Mueller and the cover art by Joshua Casera and Dean White 
The cover is pretty cool. We have like the X-Force team on the edge of a volcano and Wolverine jumping right into it. He's getting burnt up and his costume's getting burnt and his skin's kind of melty. And there's a fiery hand, a gross, just horror hand coming out of the lava that Wolverine's jumping at. I mean, this is Kasara doing this kind of horror thing that he is pretty good at. Kind of nature horror, biology horror. It's just a pretty nice cover. So remember last time Wolverine and the issue of X-Force got tricked by these people who surfed in because he really just wanted to date a surfer girl. <laughs> and uh, um, so he accidentally told her all of the secrets of Krakoa. <laughs> so they stole all the mutant babies and they swim out to the submarine. And we find out that they are, are part of the Zeno Corporation. They've been biologically bred. They actually have like gills and stuff and like can survive in the pressure. And one of the kids they stole has this like really just supersonic crying like you know imagine a baby screaming in the middle of the night and it knocks your house down it's kind of what's going on here and one of the one of the people is like enough's enough i'm just going to kill this baby but the girl is like no we can't and then some wolverine's feeling bad black tom tries to tell him it's not his fault which is really kind of not right because it kind of is i mean wolverine should have known better i should have known better i uh, shouldn't have done that you know should not have told just every cute blonde girl that comes along where all the mutant babies are just because I want to surf because I want to surf her you know what I mean um anyway um so I'm mad at myself deservedly so they try to tell me I shouldn't be but I, I know I should be you know I should be and I had some tough love conversations with Quentin Quire telling Quentin moping around about his his cuckoo girl but really I'm just moping around too and he calls me out on it we we, we tough guy each other. And then we go underwater in this big... The Bluebird. It's an underwater blackbird. Like a blackbird, but it's a submarine. And uh, we, we dive down, and we go down, and we find one of the bad guys floating in the, their submarine that they went to is wrecked. Right, that was pretty cool. Pretty nice little scene. And then, you know, we find two of the three babies that were kidnapped, and we take them home. And then... I remember, I remember that the surfer girl talked about this, these killer waves at this volcano. So I take my adamantium surfboard that Forge got for me, which should be just a, an immediate sinker. But I surf it around, and I find her, and I know I can't save her, but I want to anyway. And we, we see a giant shark, and I use my adamantium surfboard and cut it in half. I just surf literally right through the shark. Uh, that's pretty cool. And then Quentin Quire shows up and he has a TK surfboard. And we surf together. Then she disappears or something in the waves. And then we see, of course, the Xeno guy, the peacock guy, has the baby with a power dampening collar. And this is it. This is the end of this version. Or I don't know. I don't know if X-Force is going to pick back up with 27 or start over with the number one. But it's taking a break. It'll be back in April when the X-Books kind of come back um, in the spring. So, I don't know. The end of a chapter for sure. Uh, the story was fine. It's weird that Wol I mean, Wolverine's acting kind of weird. I'm acting kind of weird. I don't know if I'm really in character. Um, yeah, I'm just not sure. And I, 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 I'm talking like someone else. But um, anyway... Um, I don't know. Like, it's weird that I let my guard down just because a cute girl surfed up. And it's weird that I... That my team tries to tell me it's not my fault. <laughs> that I just told all the Krakoan secrets to... You know, to just a cute girl. That's weird. They should have been like, well, yeah, duh, you shouldn't have done that. But anyway, 
Um, the art's fine. I think that Robert Gill is going to be the X-Force artist going for like when it starts back up. Um, it's good. I don't, maybe you don't like him quite as much as when he was doing the Iceman stuff, but it's still pretty good. Um, I'm going to give X-Men, sorry, X-Men, X-Force 26, 3 out of 6 claws. So, alright, that's X-Force. That's, uh, the end of that chapter. Uh, I mean, the book overall had some really strong moments. was not as good as a Wolverine book, I didn't think. Um, you know, overall. But it did have some strong moments. You know, it had some really strong issues by Kassara. Had some strong stories, but it was not it's just not as consistent as the Wolverine book. So, we'll see. Hopefully, they'll, I think they'll still probably be kind of joined together after the, the X, or 10 deaths and 10 lives of me. But we'll see. Alright. Um, Ta-ta! See you later, guys! <clears throat> Alright, what was that? That was weird. Like looking in the mirror, but he was telling me about this comic book that I was in. <laughs> okay, this this gig made me run in this course. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> not sure how, how much fun that was. Not nearly as fun as the first part. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's see what let's see if we have any other ghosts to come along soon. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay back down. I refilled my bourbon. I'm just gonna lay back down here. All right. Hey, hey, yo, it's the ghost of Wolverine Future. Uh, probably alternate futures, because the future's not set in stone, just like, you know, Ebenezer might not kill Tiny Tim or, or die and kill him with poverty, right? Or die in a in a, in a a hollow grave. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to look at some possible futures of myself, because starting right now, we have Wastelanders Wolverine number one, a vision of my future. So, um, this is written by Stephen S. DeKnight, with art by Ibrahim Mustafa, colors by Naraj Manon, uh, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, ooh, and a cover by uh, Jose Maria Casanovas. Um, and it's a pretty cool cover. It's got like a cloud of heroes. They're all dead. And me with my claws popped in the bad lands, just yelling at the heavens. And I got a baby Hulk on my back. <coughs> so, excuse me. Way too many cigars. The only thing, the only thing between me and lung cancer is the healing factor. Um, so anyway, this picks up. You know, I don't know really know how to how to line this up with the uh, when I came back to your universe in the present. I don't know if this is after that or before that or whatever, but it's after for sure. The original stories you heard about me and Old Man Logan. Uh, this is this is me. I have saved Hulk Jr. and I run around just trying to hide him. And of course, you know, we have that, that baby that cries on Concoa really loud. Well, Holt Jr., he cries pretty good, too. So we're we're running around the desert on a horse with no name. And I remember, and I recap for all you lovely people, my life up to this point, where I killed everyone because I thought they were bad guys because of Mysterio. And then I lost my family because, you know, eventually I settled down and found love again, forgiveness. But the Holt came and ate my family, so I killed him and took his son. I couldn't kill him. I mean, I can't kill a baby. He was the whole cannibal baby. I still can't stab it. So I carried it around in my back for a long time. But then we meet some ghost riders. They're just punks with flaming motorcycles. They're not really the spirit of vengeance. I, I tell them, if they met the real ghost rider, they'd piss their pants. Uh, actually, I think I'd say they would shit themselves. But, you know, <laughs> that's not as polite. So, uh, 
Anyway, uh, I, I, I'm going to double sniff and I take care of them because I'm tired of it. I decapitate their ass. And then uh, little baby Olky, he starts, uh, I cut off a guy's arm and he picks it up like it's a french fry or a corner on the cob. And he's like, nom, 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 nom. And I'm like, no, put it down. And then he gets mad and I'll let him eat the arm. And so he, he, he cries all night. I'm like, oh, someone else is going to find us. But I get on my horse. We ride into town, but no one's there. And uh, turns out there's this big, like, Hulkbuster Iron Man suit that comes out. So we get another double snick. I jump at it. I wife bite it. And he goes, you know what? The only thing better than adamantium claws is adamantium armor, bitch. And he punches me and throws me like through a car, through a store window, and he stomps me and punches me into the ground, and he's gonna choke me, and I'm like, well, maybe I can't cut through the armor, but I can probably like pry it open where it's loose, and lo and behold, inside of there is an old Bruce Banner's head. Like, and not even Hulky, he's just like regular Bruce Banner, but then he gets mad at me, because I uncovered his face, and he gets Hulky, and he says, the matter I get, the stronger my armor gets, because it's driven by my gamma blood. Uh, and he's got tubes on his head, so you know the blood can get there. And, uh, it's not good. Not good at all. But then Hulk maybe wakes up and says, Dada! And I'm like, oh, crap, is he mean me or his real dad? Um, but then we find out, and the little baby Hulk hulks up, turns into like a toddler, like giant toddler. And he jumps and he literally knocks the head clean off of the armor and says, Dada, gives me a hug. And I'm like, all right, Daddy's here. It's actually a pretty sweet moment where, uh, you know, you realize that the kid is bonded to me over his father because I've raised him and protected him after I stole him and murdered his dad. Uh, so anyway, I decide not to kill the Hulk head by burying it. And I say he's going to get buried and suffocate and I, I'm going to plant a tree here and that tree root is going to like burrow into his brain and kill him real nice and slow. It's <laughs> a horrifying, disgusting metaphor but actually pretty fitting and kind of kind of satisfying in a weird way to, to read about this tree root just kind of boring into his eyeballs and his nostrils and his mouth and just turning all Hulk into like Groot or something. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so I knew that, and I say, one day when we're older, if I'm still alive, me and Baby Hulk can come sit under the tree and know that you're, like, feeding it and sustaining it and shit. So, uh, have fun with that, Hulk. <laughs> and that's it. And I say, sayonara, into this chapter, and we'll have a Hawkeye chapter next, and we probably won't talk about it on here, because there's probably won't be no Wolverine in it. But, uh, anyway, I don't know, I mean... The art was pretty good, I guess, and the story was, it was fun, it was kind of gross in some parts and a little violent, but it was cool, uh, kind of meets the, the old man Logan expectations, you know, you expect me to run around and cuss and slice stuff up and be real bloody, especially in the wastelands, and I, I deliver, I think, for the most part, um, yeah, a pretty solid story, I think, overall. Uh, I wasn't real anxious to jump back to this time, not a happy time for me, as, you know, uh, a Wolverine or an old man, um, but you know, I think for the most part, it's a good story. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I, you know, I think I would, if I was looking in the mirror and giving a hard look and squinting because my eyes aren't so good no more, I would say, you know, this is probably a solid four out of six claws of, of a chapter of my life that you got to hear about. So I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, that, that's it. So I uh, will see you when we see you out in the wastelands. All right, bye bye. 
Whoa, hey, that was that was weird again. Another another ghost of Wolverine, this time from the future. I hope that doesn't happen. I don't want no baby Hulk. That'd be weird. Uh, uh, my voices are starting to blend together. I can't remember who I'm talking about. Anyway, hope you uh, hope you enjoyed those visits from these specters in this holiday season. You have a couple other bonus comics you want to talk about. I'm going to turn it over to my favorite podcaster, Jason Venable, to let you let you hear about that. So. Just remember until next time guys have a good holiday and uh we'll see uh we'll see you when the adamantium does when adamantium died with adam that's a bad terrible metaphor and cut someone cut that out someone edit you gonna edit that no no all right well you should all right well see you guys later merry christmas oh christmas tree oh christmas tree how lovely are your branches all right. Well, hey, guys. Hope you en- enjoyed our little Christmas play. I, you probably did not. <laughs> you're either going to love that and laugh, or you're going to never listen to this podcast again. And either either one is probably fine. <laughs> Just know that if this is your first time listening, this is not always like this. <laughs> Maybe it should be. Maybe you'll be like, what? I don't want this all the time. But um, I doubt it. Uh, anyway, I do have one or two other things we want to talk about real fast. That being Savage Avengers number 27, um, Into the Past, uh, written by Jerry Dugan, art by Patrick, uh, sorry, Patch Zercher, colors by Hava Tartaglia, letters by VCs Travis Lanham, cover by Valerio Gian Giordano and Frank DiMarta. And on the cover, we have our Savage Avengers fighting Kulan Goth. It's okay. I don't really love these covers, but um, I guess I missed an issue. I think Wolverine was at the end of 26, because we get a carryover scene and he's there. So sorry, guys. I don't know what happened. I I don't. I did not get it. Did not read it. Did not remember seeing it at the comic shop. So I don't know if I can find it or when it comes on Marvel. And actually, no, this book is not on. It's not on Marvel and Wolverine because of the Conan stuff. So I don't know. Sorry, guys. Apologize. Anyway. This one, we basically find out that Kulan Goth is winning. Our heroes, including Wolverine, our Savage Avengers, are at the end of their wits. But Doctor Strange made a deal with the devil. He made a deal with, not Sugar, um, Shuma Garoth, who, you know, Kulan Goth was stealing powers from, and said, I'll bring you back if you kill Kulan Goth. And so he does. Um, they stab him with a blade of his blood. And he literally busts out of Kulan Goth, turns into a giant squid eyeball, and eats Kulan Goth, absorbs him, and then goes back to his own dimension. Then Conan goes home, and they all have a dinner and drink, and that's about it. Then they, they argue they're going to go back in time and kill Kulan Goth, they say. Or that's what Doctor Strange infers. He's like, no, I can't do that. No, you can't go kill baby Hitler, so to speak. But they do. They disappear. So Kang and Conan go back in time. But instead of killing Kulan Goth, they kill the wizard that enslaved him and taught him dark magic. And Conan says, I'll raise you instead. And gives him a sword and teaches him how to be a kid barbarian. The end. <laughs> so the art's not bad. Story's okay. It's kind of an interesting like twist on the end where because Doctor Strange was really like convinced they were going to go kill like this little kid, so he wouldn't grow up to be an evil wizard. Um, and then when they kill the bad guy instead and try to just make him a better person, that's that's interesting. Because obviously at this point, 
you know, this other guy had paid for his crimes and, and was had proven his evil. There's no question of like killing someone because they might be evil. They killed someone that actually was evil, and they're going to try to raise the one that might be evil differently. It's an interesting twist. Um, I thought this story was pretty up and down. I think this series has been pretty up and down, but I thought this was a satisfying chapter. Um, the resolution was fine, and the aftermath, the epilogue was fun enough. So uh, I'm going to give Savage Avengers 27, 4 out of 6 claws. We're going we're gonna to move just that quick these last couple of books. This episode has been really hard on my voice. <laughs> but um, anyway, what I'm going to talk about next is Strange Academy. I think number 14. Is that right? Where are you? Where are you? Yeah, Strange Academy number 14. Written by Scotty Young. Art by Marto Ramos. Colors by Edgar Delgado. Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Humberto Ramos and Edgar Delgado do the cover. And on the cover we have some future versions of the Strange Academy kids. And that's really what this one's about time travel. Um, and I only really bring it up because there's the uh, Brother Voodoo takes the kids to the edge of Apocalypse. Where we see Sabretooth um, and his team. And this kind of talks about the rules of time travel. And then um, Doyle, remember who's Dormammu's son, he goes into the future, and there's this prophecy that he's going to take over, like basically take the place of his father. And he goes to the future where he sees um, the girl he likes, uh, not not Zoe, Emily. Uh, Zoe's the other one. Um, and she is turned against him, and they're going to fight, and this kind of breaks his heart. And he goes back to the present and says he's going to quit Strange Academy to try to prevent this future. Um, and yeah, and there's also the side story of the kid Calvin, who was taken over by that, the dark power, and then when he lost that and they purged that from him, he no longer has magic. So he's like, I gotta quit the school, but Zoma, he's a librarian from the uh, the Doctor Strange series of Jason Aaron, which is a really nice, fun character, convinces him to stay, but he decides to go to the secret grantor, uh, well, what do they call his name? Shoot, I forget already. Um, I'm not doing a very good job. This is a really good issue. Uh, anyway, and he's going to get a secret. And there's a, a time travel advisory sheet. <laughs> and it lists all the times that you're not allowed to go to. 2099, Days of Future Past, 1602, uh, Zombieland, Age of Apocalypse, House of M. Um, the Amalgam, and he says, whose idea was that? Um, the Ultimate Verse, not sure this ever existed anyway, which is a weird thing. Um... Noir, that was fun. Uh, the Wastelands, we just talked about. And the, the Larval Earth, that I think they made up just for this page. Anyway, this this book continues to be a delight. Love the art. The story's really fun and compelling as well. Um, you know, having Doyle, he's been struggling with, like, not wanting to be evil and trying to prevent that and then seeing a possible future where the, everything that people are saying about it comes true kind of really scares him and rocks his world a little bit. And then also seeing... You know, the, the girl that he has a huge crush on. And it's kind of started to develop a very young romance with want to kill him is, you know, obviously going to be disheartening. So I'm really curious to see where they go next. Um, I'm loving this book. I really am. I'm going to give Strange Academy number 14, 6 out of 6 claws. So the last thing we're going to talk about on this episode, on our holiday special, before we run, is going to be Hulk number 2. Now this is the new one. No pop-up, I don't want you. 
I want you to quit. All right. I mean, the new one, um, written by Donnie Cates with art by um, Ryan Otley. Uh, so this is Smash Stronaut Part 2. Uh, I mentioned Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley. We also have inks by Cliff Rathburn. Colors by Frank Martin. Letters by, letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woohoo. And the cover by Otley and Martin, which is a giant Hulk head with a helmet, and we see Banner and the visor. So the premise of this series so far, we're only two issues in. But following all the events of Immortal Hulk, Banner's in control, and he basically builds this giant, like, Hulk ship, or turns the Hulk into a ship, and the Hulk persona is trapped in, like, the engine room, and the matter it makes him, the more powerful the ship is, so he has these stimuli that make him either calm or mad, but Banner's in control the whole time, and he's inside, like, the Hulk's brain, or this Hulk body's brain, and controls it, like, almost like the bridge of a ship. It's kind of weird. Uh, first issue is okay, but um, we see like basically he just travels through time and through space, and he gets sucked in to a world world where he meets an alternate banner. Um, but we see like the engine room, and one stage two like to level up, he sends a bunch of monsters after the Hulk. Then he sends a giant-sized Wolverine for stage three. And it's Wolverine in his very first costume from his first appearance. You know, kind of like the whiskers on the cow and stuff. But he's huge. And, of course, he's just a virtual assimilation. So Wolverine's not really in here, per se. But, you know, so I mentioned it for a second. Um, so the little tiny Hulk uh, is able to break a Wolverine claw. And he breaks it off and he jumps up and stabs Wolverine in the heart with it. <laughs> So it's Hulk stab. And that's kind of, I mean, that's it, really, as far as the Wolverine stuff. And then, like I said, we meet a banner, an alternate banner at the end. So, I don't know, the art's really cool. I really like the art. It's definitely some, like, gore, you know, Otley doing, which he did that in Invincible, too. Now, I didn't get to do as much of that in Spider-Man. But, um, this feels more like the Invincible art, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, and Wolverine looks great. Even if he's not really Wolverine. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, you know, it's funny because I really was kind of. I talked about. I didn't read all of Venom that Cates did. I liked parts of it, didn't like parts of it. I, I liked some of the, like, familial dynamic. I thought he was really strong at. Didn't care as much about, like, some of the the gothy plot. And, uh, Georgie from Scalabros often describes Cates as, like, a new metal comic writer, which, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, and I haven't been enjoying Kate's Thor, um, believe it or not, and that's one thing where George and I kind of disagree, where he, he feels like it's super, like, um, kind of, eh, whereas I'm like, no, I think it's alright. This feels like, um, <laughs> the visual version of, like, Lincoln Park or something, I don't know. Um, so maybe George's got a point. Maybe I, I see it more in this kind of story, uh, where it is just kind of like, almost like a I don't know. It's not funny. So I wouldn't give it a robot chicken vibe in that sense, but just kind of a kooky, kooky mad science, but also awesome for the sake of being awesome. Um, I don't really know how to describe it. I'm, I'm enjoying it okay. I am liking the art. Uh, the story, I think, is okay. I would probably give Hulk number two overall three out of six claws. Um, kind of a non-committal. I'm really kind of deciding how I feel about the book. 
So maybe I'll, let, maybe I'll check back in, in a couple of issues and just let you guys know. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it, or no, I'm not really so much. I'm kind of on the fence on it right now. So I think three is a good good score for this second issue. We'll kind of see where it goes. So anyway, we're going to gonna stop here. Uh, my voice really does kind of hurt. Um, I hope you had some fun with the first part of this episode. If not, then I'm sorry. I just wanted to try something different. Uh, I think it might have worked. Maybe not. I guess I'll let you guys tell me. But um, I do really hope, you know, if nothing else, you guys have a happy holiday season. However and whenever you celebrate, whether it's you celebrate everything or nothing or anywhere in between, I, I just hope you have a good time with friends and family and some, hopefully get a chance to decompress a little bit. Please stay safe and well. I know in different parts of the world and the country here in America that, that Omicron is the variant is pretty bad in some places, maybe not as bad as some other places. I just I hope you guys all stay smart, stay well, uh, be kind to each other, stay safe, and um, just have a happy, happy holidays. So um, I don't know what will be next. As far as the uh, podcast and go, Snit, you can always uh, like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnitCast. Show notes and stuff for SnitCast.podbean.com. And until next time, guys, hugs and merry snicks. All right, bye, y'all, and snacked.